0: He's America's top Lantern-based superhero. Today on the show, we discuss Green Lantern. And welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington, and I'm Elliot Kalin, the second. The second. Yeah. How are you two dudes doing? Uh, I I guess I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: weird. Not what I usually expect you to say at the start
0: of the podcast. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, you got some news or something? Yeah. Are you
0: preparing Uh, us for something? I'm just a little thrown off because I'm sitting on an exercise ball. (laughs) Yeah. For those listening
2: at home, Dan is sitting on an
1: exercise ball. (laughs) There is no funny story behind it. It is not interesting. It's not just a hap- bit? just happening.
2: Yeah.
0: It's just, it's just thing a question doing. of uh, chair a, allocation. Yeah. You're, not,
2: you're not exercising your core? Well, I he, probably am. He should be. Well, yeah. Your core does need
1: more exercise.
0: What, what, what I are you mean, saying about my core? This is an
1: intervention, Dan. You've got a weak core. <laughs> okay. Stuart yeah. and I have both noticed it. The listeners have noticed it. Your core is crying out for strengthening. So (laughs) this podcast is not about bad movies anymore. It's about your personal fitness regimen and your core.
0: This is shocking. Have you ever seen the movie The Core? (laughs) It's
1: about you and your weak core. I
2: thought it was, wasn't DJ Qualls in that? Yeah, he goes into Dan's core to strengthen it. Okay.
1: There's a big
0: global catastrophe. Uh, It didn't work out in the world. How does he do it? Does he do it? Does he use some Pilates or something? It's a giant exercise (laughs) ball.
1: A lot of of planking. Mm
0: -hmm. All right.
2: And a lot of plankton. Sounds like a good movie. I should check that out. Uh, nope. <laughs> so, uh, you can go down to your local video store. It's filed under
0: disaster, disaster movies. Mm-hmm. It's filed under box office disaster. <laughs> it's filed under movies where the Earth's ma- magnetic core stops moving. Yep. Very, Is that what happens? Yeah. Yes.
2: Okay.
0: And it causes... Uh, Massive bird deaths. And, and buildings to fall over on top of people. Yeah. And uh, it gives uh, Delroy fact. Lindo a, a nice fat paycheck. Along with other well, character actors. Yeah. Tony Shalhoub was in it, I think.
1: <laughs> so are we talking <laughs> about The Core today? No, we're talking about a completely different Dan- movie. We're talking about a mo- and we- movie. The movie we watched is one that's been requested multiple times multiple by Flophouse fans. And we actually said we well, were going to do, do it. And now you're just fucking teasing us. Why them? are we wasting time on The Core? Who was in that again? <laughs> <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. Was that a Jennifer Connelly TV's movie? TV's
0: Monk. Uh, no, that movie starred, uh, what's-her-face, Million Dollar Baby. Oh, uh, oh, oh the, uh, that expensive baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Goo Goo's Rockefeller. <laughs> so we watched today a movie called Green Lantern. Green
2: Lantern. Green Lantern.
0: About a guy with a green lantern. <laughs> yeah. At the end.
2: I mean, he does have... El Lanterno
0: memories. Verde. <laughs> he has a green lantern, he has a green ring. They come as a matched set. Yep. You buy one, you gotta buy the other. <laughs> he didn't buy them. They were given to him by a skinless alien. Yeah, a
2: skinless purple
0: alien. I wasn't really paying attention.
1: Yeah, Dan during this movie decided to go downstairs and check his mail. <laughs> then at one point he was showing Stuart that he can play Sonic the Hedgehog on his iPad. Really the movie really captivated What is him. more important? It really the fact brought that I can him into Sonic a, the Hedgehog on
0: my iPad or Green Lantern.
1: It took him into a world of whimsy that he could not escape from.
2: Yeah, it's all about wish fulfillment, you know? Yeah. He yeah. wished to uh, see Ryan Reynolds. In his underpants. Yeah.
0: And it happened. Yeah, it happened. Mm-hmm. Several times. Yeah. There's the a movie lot. movie knew that was what it had going for. It. There's a
1: lot in this movie for the ladies. Ryan Reynolds with his shirt off. Uh, uh, Giant Peter... space monsters. Giant space L- monster. monster like that, right? Peter Sarsgaard <laughs> with an enormous bulbous head. Blake Lively's acting chops. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Lots of great things. So this is a pretty simple movie green lantern it's your basic guy it's a, it's a comic book guy yeah based on the comic book green lantern it's based on the comic book guy character from <laughs> simpsons uh green lantern is a hal jordan a screw up fighter pilot who a real maverick if you will he's a real maverick a real Iceman, a real <laughs> goose a real tough gun.
2: He seems to be <laughs> a real Firefox. Of, he seems to be unafraid of anything but commitment. Yeah, he, the one thing
0: he's afraid of is getting close to people. Well, and getting dying in a fiery crash.
2: He's not that afraid of that.
0: He's afraid enough of it that he bails out and of he has his, a pl- uh, brand new plane. It's just foolishness it. not to bail out of a crashing plane. But like Lively said, you had a chance to pull it out and you didn't. You didn't he was too busy. Vis- they was- were
1: she she was talking about the time that they had a baby by accident.
0: Oh, okay. Well,
2: and he was too busy having a really weird flashback in the middle of this action sequence. Yeah, to sequence. the time his
0: dad died in a fiery crash. <laughs> Thus maybe, we should, fiery maybe we crashes. should start at the beginning, shall we? <laughs> we need They need to justify his fear of fiery crashes, because no one's afraid of that <laughs> yeah. unless their dad died in one. Unless they saw it happen.
2: Yeah. So the movie begins with a bunch of cartoon aliens First, running around and getting a, in trouble.
1: They're just getting into hijinks. <laughs> The the movie starts with a voiceover, which is the sign that says this will be a bad movie. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it starts by explaining that thousands of billions of trillions of quadrillions of quintillions of years ago, a race of aliens known as the Guardians, I think. Mm -hmm. They probably named themselves that. Yeah, nobody called them that. They gave themselves that name, who are little purple guys with big heads and long flowing red robes. And by long, I mean like two-story long robes. Uh, Created a legion of space cops... Called the Green Lantern Corps to police the universe, and to get they use the power of human or I guess not human, the power of willpower, which yeah. is green.
0: Will is the greatest force in the universe. Which is which is a very Nietzschean view of the yeah. universe
1: that the will to power is the only, is the most powerful force. But uh, everyone gets a green ring; it gives them the power to do whatever they can imagine, as long as they imagine it coming out green. And there was also a an evil yellow force, fear which took the form of a monster cloud called Parallax, and they trapped it inside of a planet on the other side of the universe, but then it escapes.
2: Yeah, and in the beginning of the, the end, movie, right? it escapes. The
1: right? I hope so. <laughs> the and way, of- it escapes in the beginning. Cut to uh, Reckless... Kelly.
2: Uh, reckless... Yeah, who's <laughs> yeah, <it was> serious? <laughs> <laughs> in his that's second film where, role. Yeah, that's the movie where uh, Ned Kelly <laughs> dates Robin Banks, <laughs> the bank teller.
1: So, uh, Reckless, test pilot... Ryan Reynolds screws up a, like a, uh, what, like a, a presentation of their stealth drones before Senator Tim
0: Robbins. And yep. as Dan commented. Oh, yeah. Tim Robbins is now enter- entered the playing Senators uh, phase of his career.
1: <laughs> which means he is a kind of an older gentleman <laughs> with gray hair.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and he looks good in a suit. Uh, he's... And he doesn't have to move too much.
1: Yeah. 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 He just kind of stands around and says things like, well, we're looking into it. Yeah. You know, and like, this has very big possibilities. You've disappointed me for the last time. Yeah. You've got to understand there are ways of doing these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Reynolds threw some hot dog in, uh, ruins the presentation <laughs> on the ski slopes. <laughs> and, he's, and wrecks his plane. Uh, and then like he gets fired but then he's not fired and then a, a purple Boy, alien quits,
2: and then he's not fired and then he's on some kind of double secret probation or something <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh parallax fights abinsor
1: a a purple alien with no skin who is the greatest of the green lantern heroes and uh Kills, uh, Wounds him lethally, and Abin Sur crashes his spaceship into Earth and then sits in his spaceship, <laughs> submerged in water for, like, a day. <laughs> until He's mortally Ra- wounded. He until can't... Ryan Reynolds happens to stop by. Oh, no, oh, he doesn't no. happen to stop by. A green glowing cloud picks up Ryan Reynolds outside of a child's yep. birthday party
2: and because takes him to the, to the dying Abin Sur. Because so the sp- ring
0: has chosen him. As they say, the ring chooses the next Green Lantern. So you're
2: saying, Abin Sur, the greatest Green Lantern... Flies a spaceship that no other Green Lanterns seem to need. They to all fly, fly through space by themselves. But no, yeah. he, he decides to fly a spaceship. Yeah, well, it's like a vintage spaceship that he
1: cherried up. You know, he really re- took oh, care okay. of it. So he wants to show it off to Parallax
2: because he knows Parallax is like a vintage spaceship nut. <laughs> they he, see each other at the vintage wanted, spaceship shows. He wanted to show him the spaceship and then crash it into something just to make him mad he wanted for to killing him.
1: Crash? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to kill me? Well, I'll wreck this beautiful spaceship. No! Oh! <laughs> Uh so he sits waist deep in water for like <laughs> 10 hours until the water ring water he's probably soiled <laughs> until the ring decides to go get him. Uh he never and then leaves the spaceship until Ryan Reynolds pulls him out. Uh this is a guy who again has control of a ring that can do anything. He never uses it to get him out of a spaceship. Sword dies but gives the ring to Ryan Reynolds because the ring has chosen him. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds calls his friend who comes and picks him up in his car. <laughs> and then they run away as a helicopter flies by, which they assume is an evil government, I guess.
0: Yeah, you know, whenever you, If
2: you're at the side of a crashed spaceship, you yeah. should probably run away from any approaching vehicles. Uh, at Especially the, a helicopter with a searchlight.
0: At the best, you, you, can, you can expect <laughs> the men in black to show up and erase your memory. Yeah,
2: and then you don't get to keep the ring. Yeah. You don't get to
0: remember what, like, rap
2: song they might sing before <laughs> erasing it's your memory. about how here they come. <laughs> the Men in Black? <laughs> yep. Are they galaxy protectors? <laughs>
0: they are. Or galaxy defenders? Because they won't let you remember, which oh, kind yeah. of rhymes. It doesn't rhyme
1: at all. <laughs> Defender and remember. Mm-hmm. Remember rhymes just as well with protector. It's a slant rhyme. <laughs> it's a crappy rhyme. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, agree to disagree.
1: All right. This has been the Rhymecast, <laughs> where we rate different rhymes from 16-year-old <laughs>
0: rap songs. Uh, so yeah, he becomes uh, he becomes Green, Lantern. Green he, Lantern. He puts on the ring. He charges it up with Long the battery.
1: He the the ring tells him the oath, the Green Lantern oath, and then takes him to Oa, the planet of the Green Lanterns, where a kind not of, until
2: after he uh, used the ring's power to punch a bunch of guys oh, whose yeah. jobs he lost. <laughs> That's right.
1: A lot of guys were fired from the air, airplane factory because Ryan Reynolds lost them a government contract. So after he has a drink with his boss slash ex-girlfriend. They get
2: in some kind of weird like dance fight in the uh, parking lot. uh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, he he dances with his his boss, Blake Lively. And then he goes to the parking lot and a bunch of guys go like, thanks for losing us our jobs. And in a very choreographed fight, punch him a lot. Mm-hmm. And then the Green Lantern ring and its infinite goodness and wisdom and justice allows Ryan Reynolds to punch them so hard that they all must be dead now. <laughs> yeah, one, one flies got, yeah. through a brick wall, one smashes into the front of a car. Yeah. We never hear from them again.
0: Men who have, have a legitimate gripe. I mean, maybe they shouldn't be beating up a guy and look, a violence is lot.
1: violence is never the answer. But, but sometimes you get mad when one man is responsible for your
0: livelihood being yeah. taken. One probably one, have one families, hot dog. children <laughs> that aren't going to be able to eat now because of Ryan Reynolds' hot dogging. If only and- he could make a real hot dog to feed their family. (laughs) Instead, he was too busy hot-dogging in the skies. Instead, he's too busy making a giant uh, Green Lantern fist to punch them. That's when... I mean, knowing this movie's sense of right and
2: wrong, it was probably their families that were killed by the giant smoke monster at the end of the movie. Yeah, well, don't jump ahead too fast. Okay, spoiler alert. There's a smoke monster. (laughs) Uh, It's almost
1: like the ring was waiting for an opportunity for Ryan Reynolds to organically use his power. Like the mo- It feels like everyone in the movie is subservient to screenplay structure. So like Avin Sir crashes his ship, he should immediately go get Ryan Reynolds. But it's not time for Ryan Reynolds to get the ring. It's not p- like page 25 of the script yet. So Avin Sir has to sit around and wait for Ryan Reynolds to go through the other <laughs> stages of the hero's journey. And then like the ring should instantly take Ryan Reynolds to Oa so that he can become a Green Lantern. And instead it waits for him to discover the power because that's how movies work. That's not how the ring would work. So they go to
2: Oa, and a a bird fish man. Yeah, he runs around the computer game or whatever he's in.
1: Yeah, it's all computer generated, and uh, a bird fish man voiced by uh, Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush. I was to say Jeffrey Wright by Jeffrey Rush says to him, I'm the Green Lantern of Sector such and such. And Ryan Reynolds goes, that sector has 100 million sentient species. How do I know that? And the, and Jeffrey Rush says, "Your your ring told you so. It tells you everything. And he goes, oh, wow, where am I? What's this place? Who are those people? And Jeffrey <laughs> Rush has to explain all this to him because the ring apparently forgot to tell him the most important information.
0: Yeah. Well, he just wants to tell, you know, like what other people's purview
1: is, you know. I guess so. It's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, Jeffrey Rush needs to tell this, so that the audience can learn it, but all they need to do to make that okay is not have him, not have the ring supposedly have given him all universal information. Right. You know?
2: Because so that's integral to the storyline of the movie, that he knows yeah, it really comes the population. The it's
1: totally not. He never uses that knowledge, and he spends the rest of the movie asking people what the deal is.
2: Basically, every little bit of knowledge that he needs to use throughout this entire movie, somebody tells him very obviously.
1: Yes. Uh, he then goes into training as a Green Lantern with Michael Clark Duncan as the voice of Kilowog, a giant pig man, mm-hmm. who basically just throws things at him and yells things like, You got to toughen up to be part of the core. Hey, if you're afraid, you're going to lose, so don't be afraid. Okay, I'm done.
0: Yeah. And how um, long does this training take? About, yeah.
1: ten, about seven minutes. No, actually, about. Um, two minutes 45 seconds
0: yeah but i mean like in in screen like not even in screen time like like in the actual like a day yeah he's been training for like maybe a day and that's when the
1: most uh pretentious of the green lanterns sinestro sounds like a good guy (laughs) yep with a name like sinestro he's got to be good uh (laughs) sinestro comes in and says i'll take over here kill he's also got a mustache he's got a mustache and a very high forehead and a widow's peak uh he and hey, around I've got a widow's peak. That and he's make played me by barely, barely some evil. Oh yeah, look at this. this That's is pretty, barely, barely a widow's okay. peak.
2: And played by screen bad guy Mark Strong. Who? What else did he play? He was the bad guy in that Sherlock Holmes movie. Oh, oh. yeah, dressed to kill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. and
1: some other stuff. Uh, so. Sinestro is like, take it aside, Kilowog. He's mad because Abin Sur was his mentor, and I assume Lover. I read that into it. (laughs) Uh, Abin Sur is the skinless guy, right? Yeah, who's dead now. (laughs) Okay. And Sinestro says to Ryan Reynolds, uh, hey, Ryan Reynolds, if you think you're so great, fight me. And so they fight. Ryan Reynolds has one sword. Sinestro has two swords. Why do you pick swords? Uh, Ryan Reynolds picks them. I don't know. Yeah, because it visually it's interesting. Because okay.
0: Ryan Reynolds, you know, uh, probably uh, you know has a lot of sword training from his uh, being time a in pilot. The Air Force.
1: Okay. Uh, so. He thought saber, meaning saber the plane, right. and the ring heard saber the sword. Yeah. Okay. So the ring is not very good with synonyms. I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> not synonyms. Homonyms. S- S- okay. Or words with multiple meanings. That's is that like words that sound like other words? That's what a homonym dot com. is. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is. Yeah, <laughs> words that sound like other words. dot com. Yeah. Uh, so they sword fight. it now and Sinestro easily beats Ryan Reynolds and says, "You're afraid. You're nothing. You're weak. That's your problem. You're afraid. You dishonor Abin Soar and leaves. And Ryan Reynolds doesn't say the obvious thing, which is, "It's my first day. Like yeah. I just started. I'm not going to be the greatest Green Lantern in the universe right away." Sinestro. Anyway, that's what I would have said. And
2: then somehow we're to assume that he quits, right? Because next time we see him, he's on Earth, and he's and wearing a he, he, he kind of tells Kellogg like, I don't need to do this. Mm. That's the extent of his quitting.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then but what we th- are to believe that he told is that to uh, intrinsically yeah. a quitter. That is part of his character.
1: Yeah. His real problem isn't that he's afraid of things, which should be the challenge he has to overcome, but that he's a quitter. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, back on Earth, Abinsor's body has been discovered by... Peter Skarsgård? The government. <laughs> and uh, biology professor Peter Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Who here, he looks like the kind the guy with the mustache from Workaholics, like in 25 years. Okay. Uh, and a
0: reference that everyone gets.
1: Hit show Workaholics. Look, it's on TV. People okay. can look up what the guy looks like. He's got a wee, gross, weedy mustache and long hair, and he's losing his hair on the front. Mm-hmm. But he's also Tim Robbins, the senator's son. Okay. Which I'm sure made Tim Robbins feel great that he's playing the father of Peter
0: Sarsgaard. <laughs> I mean, and they could... all grew up together. That's the other thing. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Well, Sarsgaard and dad. Blake Lively. <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
2: Tim <laughs> Robbins grew up with that?
0: Yeah, it's a time warp <laughs> thing.
1: So he's at t- Tim Robbins is actually younger than his own son. Okay. Peter Sarsgaard and Riald Reynolds and and Blake Lively all grew up together Raving as
0: rabbits. kids. And wait, what? (laughs) Nothing. I'm just saying things with the two R's. Oh, okay. (laughs)
1: They
2: went to the high school at Anytown, USA.
1: Yeah. So they, they, so not only, is what it's called. So the level of coincidence in the movie is like ramped up by a thousand. Yeah. Because there's this huge space core of aliens and there's a fear cloud that sucks people's skeletons out of their bodies. And it's all going to pick the same three people, (laughs) basically, to get involved Mm with.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, But Peter Smarsnard is hired to investigate this alien body and he accidentally pricks himself on something inside the body which turns out to be a piece of the fear cloud monster parallax yeah and so um, basically long story short he start he is his brain gets really big and gross and he can read people's minds and he has telekinetic powers
2: mm-hmm. yeah he he's, becomes a real monster face yeah this all c- and all
0: of his nerdiness is uh, amplified too he gets even more sniveling and pathetic
2: yeah he actually See, like he's a character
1: who the more powerful he gets, the yeah the weaker he gets. So by the end of it, he's got a huge brain, but he's in a wheelchair. And it's you have a climax that's between Ryan Reynolds, this handsome fit guy, and a guy who basically looks like he has like elephantiasis or Down syndrome or something like that. It's really horrifying. And like it's just gross that the movie is like, hey, comic book fans, we're gonna have a frail nerd up against
2: a super strong handsome guy and you've got a root for the handsome guy assholes and you and you you expect that climax to take to be like a like a fight like a physical fight of this nerd getting punched in the face a lot <laughs> but nope it's just them talking but they talk you know, i don't
1: want to get ahead of myself but let's basically this all comes together at the unveiling of some kind of thing at a grand gala at the airplane company turns out i guess the contracts went through and everybody's jobs are safe hooray Uh, Hal Jordan, aka Ryan Reynolds, has been rehired, and everybody's at this party, and Stella Marsgaard decides that he is unhappy with everything. He hits on Blake Lively... She's not interested. To no effect, yeah. And so he... She's not drawn in by his receding hairline and (laughs) majestic mustache. (laughs) And his inability to not, like, giggle or snort or have snot falling out of his face. Or or awkwardly sniffle. His His weaselly tone. They really went way out of their way to make him a totally unattractive (laughs) character. And he is also somehow the most likable character in the whole movie. Because well, he's at throwing least, himself into it with a bandit. Well, at least he looks I like, like he's having guy. fun. Well, the fish guy's pretty good, too. Yeah. And I know you were excited about <laughs> <laughs> You Every time he was on screen, you'd go, yay, pig face. <laughs> pig face here. Uh, so, Smarznard uses the his mental powers to blow up the tap of one, of the bar, which then hits a helicopter blade. Helicopter crashes. The helicopter's carrying his dad. Tim Robbins. And wait, what? I, 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 this was
0: when I was going. uh, You check the mail. mail. Why does he have to go through such a weird Rube Goldberg? (laughs) Way to, like, I mean, like, if he has telekinesis, why not just, like, take the helicopter because down He directly. doesn't want anyone
2: to suspect it's him using I think, telekinesis powers. Yes, he just, exactly. Yeah, he got
0: a wire in the
1: fucking... Well, the thing is, helicopters almost never fail and crash, so people would get suspicious. But beer taps explode all the time. <laughs> so people would be like, oh, no, this totally ordinary thing where a beer tap just flew into the air and hit a helicopter. Obviously, that wasn't caused by a genius super brain telekinetic with a gross mustache. <laughs> so the helicopter is crashing. It somehow manages to miss everybody in this huge crowd of people. Ryan Reynolds saves the day and becomes Green Lantern by turning the helicopter into a race car and then yep, creating like a, a giant, 001 car. creating a giant Hot Wheels track to, I guess, turn it in circles and slow it down. And this was foreshadowed by his, a scene he, earlier between him and his nephew that had a Hot Wheels track in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Green Lantern saves good the day. Right. Yeah, good catch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's screenwriting 101 is something doesn't make sense in a movie unless there's some brief <laughs> reference to it, however arbitrary, earlier in the movie. Things never happen in real life without being set up in the first act. Uh, but we're still in act two. Anyway, this thing happens. I don't remember what happens after that. Ryan Reynolds probably quits being with Green Lantern like a hundred uh, times. Everybody
2: doesn't realize it's Hal Jordan. They think it's his uh, Green Lantern uh, Yeah, fella. Blake
0: Lively, uh, he goes to see her, tries to barely put on like a fucking voice. And uh, he has his domino mask on, but she's like, "I know it's you. Uh, like we grew up together." Yeah, so which what the is fuck a, are you trying to pull? Which a, is kind of funny.
1: Yeah, which is a pretty good line, pretty good moment that she doesn't fooled by his stupid his mask that doesn't even cover his hair, doesn't cover you know. his haircut. I mean, honestly,
0: you know, at this point, we can just sort of uh, skip ahead. Yeah, they're uh, falling
1: in love. The Green Lan- the Green Lanterns can't stop Parallax, the fear cloud. There's a big fight with uh, the Brain Man. Uh, Mm -hmm. which ends with Parallax the Fear Cloud, who apparently, I guess, was controlling Brain Man somehow, uh, says, you failed me, and destroys him. Green Lantern fights Parallax. It's this evil fear cloud that none of the Green Lanterns can figure out how to fight. It turns out the way to stop it is with missiles and explosives. Yep. And eventually... Not with
2: green blasts or nets or anything like
1: that. Yeah. And eventually, Green Lantern, he has the genius idea. Mm -hmm. Now, no one would ever think of this before of taking this super evil bad guy and throwing him into the sun so that he burns to death.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's like a first time, right? Maybe like...
1: And it's weird that the Green... I think
0: Green- what, we're indic- well, I mean, what we're learning is that the rest of the Green Lantern Corps is kind of dim.
1: <laughs> I guess so. so. And then later he says think- to them... Later Sinestro sa- gives a speech to the Green Lanterns and he says, uh, oh, Green Lantern... Ryan Reynolds had already given a speech to the Owens one of the many times he quit being a Green Lantern where he tells them that humanity is a young species but the best thing about us is our humanity. And then later, Sinestro says the same thing. What we thought was a weakness turned out to be his greatest strength—his humanity. Because I only—I I guess only the compassion of the human heart could think of throwing something into the sun <laughs> to kill it <laughs> like this. It really doesn't. Nothing makes sense put together. Uh, and so, in the end, everyone's okay. Green Lantern. Yeah. yeah.
0: Except for <clears throat> Sinestro, at the end, puts on a yellow ring that they have forged for the power of fear. Yeah, for no reason. He, there's the no sequel. real reason for him to put that ring on. But Well, for the comic book fans out there. They go, oh,
2: I knew Sinestro was going to be a bad guy. Oh, I read the comics.
0: The thing that I knew was going to happen happened. The guy whose name has Yay. Sinister in it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How so. stupid is
1: it to waste an entire movie trying to fool the audience to thinking Sinestro is a good guy? I don't know. I mean, he seems pretty evil. He seems pretty evil. He's got a pencil and he's thin kind mustache. Of a dick. Saying, he's like, a jerk. His name is Sinestro. <coughs> maybe they It's think, not Benevolo. Maybe
0: they think. It's, maybe they thought it was Sinestro. He <laughs> just had like bad allergies. Of, yeah, <laughs> they're not pronouncing a, it that way though. <laughs> That's
2: yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but, and yeah, but, when he's fighting that giant cloud monster, Parallax. Yeah, he starts just throwing explosives at it, and that seems to work pretty and well. And Parallax goes
1: raw, oh,
2: and it's yeah. Ouch. I don't know why they didn't just keep doing that. It's kind of like
1: the American version of Godzilla where Godzilla's rampaging through the streets of New York, and then they hit it with some missiles, and he dies. And it's like, well, why didn't you do that in the beginning?
2: I guess not even missiles, rockets. They were talking about how only one Green Lantern's ever been able to capture Parallax. Why did he put him in a prison? Why didn't he just throw him into the sun or something? Yeah. Like, it's not like... Like there's like due process or something for a fucking fear
0: monster. Maybe like. there is. <laughs> there's space cops. Yeah, they do things by the space book. By yeah. the way I wish it was called space cops. <laughs>
1: if it was called Green Space Cops, it's way better.
0: Yeah. So. And they. Green what's Lantern. weird is they
1: also they talk about they're like, we Green Lanterns have forever traveled the universe, squashing injustice. It's like, well, you've done a pretty shitty job on Earth because uh, we've had a lot of terrible things happen just within the past hundred years. You know, green well, maybe lanterns. the problem
0: was before uh, that we had a, a human Green Lantern. Avenger was like, oh, I don't care about <laughs> yeah, he was- that much." Yeah, <laughs> G- I- the
2: problem. He was too busy showboating and
0: uh, hotdogging, as you said. <laughs> yes, hot-dogging. He was too busy hotdogging,
2: burying
1: parallax and planets <laughs> rather than stopping Hitler's.
0: He was paying more attention to his own race than ours.
2: <laughs> Which is skinless purples. <laughs> yep, and and making really cool spacecrafts that he crashes. Right? Yeah, in his garage. Yeah. He's
1: just out there on weekend, on a Sunday morning just tinkering in his driveway with that spacecraft.
2: This movie so, easy. I mean, you
0: guys really liked this movie. Oh, it was amazing. It was uh, directed by Martin Campbell.
2: There was a really good scene uh, from, from about midway through. sitcom Martin.
0: Uh, he directed Casino Royale and GoldenEye. And he did Eye that stand-up special, Run the, Tell Dat. The first uh, Zorro movie. And he starred in Black Knight. He's actually a fairly good uh, action director. He
2: is. It's too bad that this movie is terrible. <laughs> and... <laughs> Like, the climactic battles are like Ryan Reynolds and Stellan Skarsgård lying on the ground touching each other's <laughs> foreheads, and that's the, that's the battle they're Pretty having. Pretty much, yeah. And then Tim Robbins catches
0: on fire, the end. Oh, I forgot, Tim Robbins C- dies, scenes over. <laughs> dies of fire. Yeah, he gets the old uh, double giant blowtorch. The, the old double giant blowtorch. We've seen it so many times in movies. It also makes me wonder. When it burned <laughs> up. That was. I mean, you didn't expect to see Tim Robbins burn up. That's true. It also makes me wonder well, you why see it. you the, saw him go
1: ah, and then fire came all over the room. He didn't. It's not like you saw his flesh melting off his bones.
2: Why the why why did the Peter Skarsgård character exist? Was he just there to keep need, uh, Green Lantern busy for basically a little while you need before the, the big minor monster villain. shows up?
1: Yeah, it like. Superhero movies need two villains these days. That's kind of just the way they do things. There's always like the big villain and the hench villain. Okay. I mean, you also needed his flamboyant performance. You needed—he oh, was the yeah. only thing bringing he anything. You the world in the movie of fire. To life. He was the only lively thing in a movie that it featured Blake Lively. Oh, who was very dull.
0: Yeah, and, and mumbly
1: in. mouth. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's the problem. That the movie. She's a, She's a. She's a pretty face. To look
2: at yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah. So
0: do a lot of other actresses. I don't know. I'm just That's trying to find the a, good in things. A pretty yeah. face Thanks, is not Mr. Skin. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> a pretty face is not
1: exactly a rare thing among movie actresses. That's one of the one of the when I was growing up. You know, when you're when you're a young guy growing up, you sure. prize beauty among all, above all things. And then I realized similar
2: to the Stellan Skarsgård character.
1: Yes, uh, because who had a, who was for years in love with Blake Lively, even though they had nothing in common, just because she was pretty. But uh, I realized I watched a lot of bad movies when I was a teenager and in college, and I realized they all had beautiful women in them, and I realized beautiful women are not a rare resource on this planet of ours. If there's enough of them that they can – that they'll take their tops off for, like, Roger Corman (laughs) or less, then uh, you know what? It's not diamonds. You could probably find a
2: beautiful woman to take her top off for love. Exactly, and I did. Um, Yeah.
0: Well – what a romantic way of <laughs> thinking that think about that, Dan. <laughs> I uh well, all you lonely nerds out there, take Elliot's heartwarming tale to Heartwarming to
1: heart. Tale of the non-valuableness of beauty.
0: <laughs> yeah. Of devaluing women to Look, heart.
1: All all honor or gold on this earth is but dross. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Have you heard
2: the good news? <laughs>
0: Not all that glitters is gold.
2: Well, I guess what I'm saying is Blake Lively was not very good. And hey, the po- and the power of will is the strongest thing in I the galaxy.
0: Yeah. I just realized, guys, this was our Gossip Girl month between uh, this what? movie and uh, Country Strong with Leighton Meester. Oh
2: yeah,
1: got a theme month.
0: Yeah, Flophouse theme month. Gossip Girl. <laughs> Gossip. Gossip
2: Girl December.
1: Tober. Gossip Girl Tober. Is that, that is, that,
2: is that a show? Or when we rate a, this like, movie, it'll was this
1: gossipingly good, <laughs> gruelingly bad?
0: Or? Or gossip-girlingly good bad? Good bad. Oh, man, it's going to be tough to pick. I am gossip-girlingly the <laughs> third. Good day to you, sir.
1: Oh, Mr. Gossip, sir. I guess Mr. Girlingly. You may take my coat. <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds is not a movie star. I hate to no. break it to everybody. He is a. I like him sometimes because it's him in Adventureland, right? Yeah. He's very good in Adventureland in a small role, but he cannot carry a movie yet, at
0: least. Yeah. Like, no, I. Th- I think that he. I think you know, in time he may, but I think that uh, right now I would rather see him in supporting roles. There are a lot of actors out there that have been pushed for like main roles that I'm just like, let's just let's just punch your weight. Colin uh, Farrell's and whatnot. Yeah. yeah.
1: You're Colin Farrell's. You're. Uh, <coughs> what you're Jason Patrick's. Mm-hmm. Your um. Uh, uh, well, I guess that's just those uh, two. Uh, Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> no, he yeah. could carry a movie. Actually, no, he can't. but
0: <laughs> He could at one point. Adam I mean, Sandler's. You know. For years, Brad Pitt was like that. He was much more fun when he showed up in uh, in smaller supporting parts, and then and he had a then lot of boring. Changed. He made a lot of great main, movies. Main Meet roles. Joe
1: Black, the Mexican. <laughs> yep. Uh. But meet, he just meet m- Joe Mexican, meet Joe Mexican, and Black Mexican, <laughs> and meet Mexican Black, <laughs> meet Joe Mexican. I guess it would be Jose Mexican. <laughs> I want to see Black Mexican. That's like a great seventies film starring Brad Pitt. So Richard Roundtree is Black Mexican.
2: So this is uh this is the Green Lantern podcast.
1: <laughs> I guess so. There's not a lot. To, I mean, Green Lantern is a very. It's like such a. Bleh movie. Like, the only word I can use to describe it is bleh. Like, it's just... It's a, it's, it's a pretty popular uh, comic book, right? I don't know why. Green Lantern is one of the most popular superheroes right now. There are, like, four or five Green Lantern titles. And he has almost always been one of the most boring characters. He has a... His main character, his per, alter ego has no personality... And that we're probably going to lose Flophouse listeners by me saying this. Green Lantern yeah. fans are rabid, but uh, <laughs> they like no, no. Controversy <laughs> will sell this podcast, Elliot. I well, I'm going to make the stand. Green Lantern is boring and stupid, and okay. you can quote me on that. But and, he can
2: uh, anything he imagines, he can make. But he and just it's like if the, he can dream it, it can be it.
1: If he believes yeah. that he can achieve it, but yeah. it, all he imagines is like big boxing gloves or like green mouse traps
0: or fly swatters, and. He's just like he's not an interesting character. I'm gonna make no. a plea in favor of that being awesome, which is this. I mean, like I've not read Green Lantern, so like I'm just I, I, maybe in execution is what ruins it. Yes, but like if I just hear about it's a it's a comic book about some space cops. Yep, <laughs> and uh, what they do is they have green rings. That make big, goofy, green things that you fight people with. Like, that sounds great. Like That here's, sounds here's like the classic problem. DC silliness. That
1: does sound great, except it's not silly. It's taken yeah, okay. super
2: seriously. Yeah, and as, as this movie, I think. As it's this movie shows. Doesn't.
1: Like, they don't, the characters only very briefly act. They are described as space cops. You don't see them doing any cop stuff. Like, wouldn't mm. it be great if... Like
0: pulling people over? For well, but too if, fast like, if Ryan Reynolds, space instead paperwork.
1: of... paperwork. Instead of, like, some lame couple minutes of training like Ryan Reynolds was brought along with Kilowog on like a call to a planet that needed Green Lantern help right and maybe Ryan Reynolds through his inexperience almost fucks it up Kilowog and Sinestro have to save his bacon and so there's a genuine like you see what they do as space cops Mm. and you're like this is awesome and it's not like pulling people over but it's like maybe like there's an earthquake that's pulling a planet some guy selling death sticks to little kids (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly they gotta use their Jedi powers to make him change how he (laughs) thinks about his life but and it's then they like,
0: commiserate over some space donuts and some terrible space coffee. Exactly.
1: There's no perfect in the space break room. <laughs> there's no more boring scene in any movie than when like a council of elders convenes to it's, discuss something. And this movie has like five scenes like that. And instead of seeing these guys in action, you will just see them walking around talking about dangerous Green Lantern stuff.
2: Especially when the council of elders scene is just a bunch of like computer-generated blob heads like sitting a, on top of sticks it's with a bu- long robes.
1: Yeah, it's a bunch of blue Mickey Roonies <laughs> in, in like, floor-length red Mickey gowns. Bloonies. Mickey Balloonies, if you will. <laughs> just sitting around in Stone Thrones, just looking at everyone like, hmm, uh, hmm, I disagree. <laughs> the, well, they barely the talk, too. The human. Too. Like, there's, a, the truth. The
0: human. <laughs> there's a long scene where Sinestro gives, like, this whole speech talking to them, and I keep expecting Sinestro to be like, uh, are you guys even listening to me? Because you haven't said anything <laughs> you're this kind whole of, time.
1: You're like two stories up. Just can you hear, <laughs> just can you hear me? Just staring
0: straight ahead. Uh, I, just, I just need like a uh-huh, uh-huh, a nod or something to indicate like But you're that's attention. the problem with,
1: with the Green Lantern mythos is they spend a lot of time – the Green Lanterns spend a lot of time talking about how noble and great the Green Lanterns are, but you don't see them Green Lanterning all that much. And it's taken very seriously And when they do silly things like – One of the best characters, one of the best Green Lantern characters, as far as I'm concerned, is a guy who is a dogman, who's kind of like a clumsy dogman Green
0: Lantern, and, you know, they don't do much with him. Yeah, that does sound pretty great. Okay, see, because in my head, I'm kind of, like, imagining, like, you know, like, the the era of Batmite and what they would have done with Green Lantern. They did, like, nothing. That's the thing. The Batmite, the
1: Green Lantern kind of came after that era was at its height, I guess. I could be getting my years wrong. Green Lantern that we're seeing here is a product of the 60s. Well, I guess there's Batmite stuff in the 60s, like, but the really goofy DC stuff, a lot of that's from the 50s. So his ring isn't magic, it's science. It's Well, here's the thing. Your Golden Age Green Lantern, Alan Scott, had a magic ring. Okay. Then your Silver Age Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, had a space ring. And the one we saw is a space science ring. Is a science ring, yeah. And it's shaped like an old lantern for Lord knows what reason, because the spa- space aliens also used railroad lanterns at some <laughs> point. Okay.
0: Well, they, they had the space trains, so they had the space trek where they go through the, the they're all pushing west. Yeah, in that's space. right. Because <laughs> there's a west in space. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Manifest space to me. Yep. <laughs> all, all of cli- space will,
2: will belong to us. They're stopping the space engines. <laughs> they them. climb aboard Astrotrain, the Decepticon.
1: <laughs> Astrotrain. Yeah, they drive a golden spike into space that's connecting the Pacific and Atlantic space roads. Read your space history, guys. So the movie just takes itself too seriously when it's about a guy with a magic green thing that turn that makes other green things.
0: Okay. Well I think we can wrap it up. Magic green things. Yeah. And I also like, like
1: how much better would it have been to have a climax that actually involved Hal Jordan like doing something that nobody else could do?
0: Like like flying a plane or throw yeah, somebody maybe like in the Sun
1: Like they briefly he briefly makes green planes, but he doesn't really do much with them. Yeah. Like he just throws a guy into a, Which Not is, a I
0: son. Not a son, the son. Our son. No, there's more than one son. I man. know there's more than one son. but My three sons. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, on that note, let's give just our like final a... judgment for the for the movie. Now was it gossip-girlingly <laughs> good? <laughs> Dan, what are the categories? Final judgments. Uh, final judgments. Was this a, a good-bad movie, a bad-bad movie, or a movie you kind of liked? Stuart, I'll go to you.
2: Um, I'm going to go bad, bad, actually. It, uh, for a superhero movie, it was shockingly boring and not that much stuff happened. Um, in a two hour movie that seemed to not really pause for breath except to lie around and argue about stuff. Yeah. The characters did a lot of lying
0: around or sitting around. Uh, I'm going to shock everyone. I'm going to make It ma- is Shocktober. I'm going to, it is not October. shock December. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give this a marginal. I kind of liked it. Really? Yeah. Really? I really
1: didn't stand up and defend it during the discussion. Well, I and mean, you have failed, Green Lantern. Are you
2: talking about the parts that
0: you saw uh, when you weren't
2: going down to check your mail or <laughs> yeah. play Sonic the Hedgehog? Because those parts, I'm sure. If I only minutes. saw those things,
0: that was five minutes at least, <laughs> or at most. Uh, no, I, here's the thing. I. I wasn't as bored by it as you guys were until like the last thirty minutes. Like there, like we didn't stop it, and there's like
1: there's a scene where Ryan Reynolds is like, "I can't do this," and Blake Lively says, "You have to," and I'm like, "This is taking forever." And Dan goes, "Well, the movie's almost over. We've only got pause this movie. Sees there's twenty (laughs) five minutes left." He goes, "Oh man." (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, like ten of those
2: were credits.
1: There was a lot of credits. That's true.
0: But I liked. I liked. Watching, like, a lot of, like, the silliness of it, just, like, the goofy monster Green Lantern Corps goofing goofing around. They barely goofed around.
1: (laughs) They mainly just stood around and put their rings in the air and made light come out of their
0: rings. I liked the fact that, um, because it was a good director, like, shooting a shitty script, like, it had all these, uh, script problems, but at least the actual like like I feel like he was doing as much as he could with it to move it along and like make well, it I, comprehensible and you got to I see
2: Tim Robbins look around <laughs> frantically before being
0: set on fire
1: that is it. like, like I said it's, it's worth it for the moment where Tim Robbins you know
0: had to act being levitating looking around scared no I would not go so far as to recommend this to people but you just did if it was, you called uh, it your pick of the year <laughs> You put it in like, your flop 10. If I had paid for it, I would have been uh, furious. But if uh, if it came on HBO, something, a service that I'd already get, paid for. Uh, you're, you're giving, giving a green light
2: to Green Lantern. Oh.
0: Yeah. Copyright uh, 2011. What did you just copyright? <laughs> <laughs> the my, my, year? Part, my thing. The thing I just did. You yeah. can't
1: copyright... What was that? A blurb? Yeah. (laughs) I understand. What are you going to do with that? Put it on t shirts? Yeah. (laughs) Posters. I can't copyright it. I mean, Uh, it's not even yours. Stuart said it. He can copyright it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I swooped in and I copyrighted it. Oh, I can't. I didn't didn't
2: know you could just do that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's a no takesies, backsies policy around here. Oh, Elliot. Your, so, your you're opinion. probably going to shock us all and say. I'm going to shock
1: everybody and say, I thought it was a bad, bad movie. <laughs> right.
2: This is not the worst movie we've
1: seen. It, like, if it came on television and you're sick at home from work and you got nothing to do and you're not really expecting much, then go ahead. Watch Green Lantern on TV. Now, all the... Waste all, your time. All the naysayers... Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All like the if naysayers you, if, on
2: the internet are going to say, this is just because you write for Marvel, and this is a Marvel DC I have. I right? am a
1: Marvel zombie. The House of Ideas is my home, and DC is the distinguished competition, yes, but it's also brand eh. Those are all Marvel <laughs> references. But uh, the... It's just like if you're if your life is seeking out things that you're gonna enjoy and trying new things and making the most of every, of every moment. Don't watch Green Lantern. But if you're just sitting around waiting for death to save you from the endless monotony of time, go ahead, watch Green Lantern. That's the highest recommendation I can give it.
0: So Dan, uh, fair enough. I'm gonna go on to letters. Yay! Uh, this one's titled Hey Floppers It's from uh, Street Efren Last name with hell. Nora Efren And uh, It says uh, Regarding the floppers Respective popularity Okay I've noticed that Dan Stewart's and Elliot's popularity Is inversely proportional With the amount of episodes They've appeared in
2: What? Maybe
0: Dan should take a break <laughs> Or just let his alter ego The Flophouse house cat That's not my. That not is a really sneaky way To get Dan to take, a, take an episode off <laughs> 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 well, also, it's very insulting. He uh, He's basically just saying outright that uh, he hates me. And other I mean, people. he's no, not no, no. outright. Absence it's pretty roundabout. makes the hard
1: grow fonder. Yeah. So you need to take a hike. Uh, it's hard for people to like you when you're right there.
0: Well, I control all of the equipment, so that's not going to happen.
1: We actually can't do an episode when Dan's not available yet because he owns the mixing board and the computer and he knows how to work everything. Uh,
0: but he goes Mistakes, on to
2: say, you know, ignore those. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Second, I live in Southern California, the podcast mecca. Maybe what's needed to in- in- ignite some interest in the Flop House is a good old fashioned East Coast-West Coast rivalry. Uh oh. Out here we've got WGF, Adam Corolla, Nerdist, and Earwolf. While daunting the relative dearth of New York-based podcasts places you in an underdog position. Hey, what about a Flop House, Mike and Tom eat snacks team up? I don't know what that is. Yeah, I've not. Is that a podcast? I assume. Yep. I don't really follow podcasts. I don't
1: have time. I don't have the time to seek out new things, which is why I'm mad I wasted two hours watching Green Lantern.
0: Yeah. But I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, an East Coast West Coast rivalry could, uh, hey. bump up the numbers. I mean, at least or, until Ellie gets shot. Or let's try something
1: sort of new. One, drive-by. I'd rather not be shot in a drive by. No. Uh, but two, hey, why not an East Coast West Coast cooperation? Yeah. Does everything have okay. to be competition? Okay. Let's work together for everyone's benefit. Yeah. So fi- somebody out in the West Coast, find a podcast there mm-hmm. and,
2: uh, Tell them to promote us, Tell them to, and we promise we will totally do the same thing. Exactly. There you go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought they were just going to like send each other cupcakes or something. I'm calling it. Cupcakes may be
1: involved as well. I'm yeah, calling you're the, it. You're the baker. Pods Across America. I don't like mm, it. I don't
2: know if that's going to catch on.
1: It already has. Look okay. outside. <laughs> Stuart looks out window. People are holding signs reading Pods Across America. A Pods Across America parade is going down the street. We did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh, he has a PS... Have you tried underwater sex yet? Yes. <laughs> so, oh.
1: so he's the guy who runs Aquafan. I
0: guess. I guess. That's a deep Flophouse cut. It's a super that's deep cut. That's an old one. Uh, this is titled Dance Hook. It's from Brian, last name withheld.
2: Okay, a little late, but that's
0: okay. I'm going to assume it's Brian Lehrer. Uh, dear, <laughs> yes, it's, <laughs> it's New York uh, Public Radio's Brian Lehrer <laughs> writing in. Uh, dear Flophouse, I've been thinking about Dan's per- predicament of lacking a hook, and I believe I have a rather simple solution. Dan needs his own take on movie recommendations. Hmm. While Stuart offers from his 1980s horror rotation, and <laughs> Elliot has his classics of the 30s, Dan insists on giving a wide range of different movies, suggesting a fully rounded personality. Hey, wait a minute. Elliot's recommendations, on the other hand, points out his love of old-timey comedy bits and Stuart's 80s gore show off his uh, mixture of whimsy and irony.
1: I recommend new movies all the time.
0: Dan could create his own personality through idiosyncratic suggestions like only recommending Korean action movies or uh, 1950s musicals. I don't want to stifle Dan's creativity here, but the best hook might just be having a detailed recommendation (laughs) philosophy and Mm. building off of that.
1: That's not a bad idea. Uh, Right now Dan's hook could be that he's sitting on an exercise ball. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only podcast host. Maybe my hook will be that I have a strong core. (laughs) His hook, yeah, is the strength of your core.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: we're going to tighten up. So, Dan, what's your your new recommendation
0: philosophy going to be? I'm going to recommend only public service announcements. It's not really (laughs) movies. (laughs) Yep, 1970s. That that falls within the purview of the podcast. Are those available for people to watch? (laughs) Probably on YouTube. I don't know.
2: Probably on YouTube. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I also have no special uh, knowledge of the genre. Yeah, Dan's so. new hook is the guy who doesn't do research and doesn't know what he's talking about. Doesn't
1: read the letters beforehand. So thank you to everyone who's written in so far. Yeah, I feel like I've been told. I've been told by listeners that we don't thank people enough for writing
0: in. You've been told by two specific listeners. Yeah. That so let's keep reading the letters, shall we? Thank you again. Personal friends. Um, <laughs> this is titled. Is that a bit from Travis, last name withheld? Travis Bickle. It is, yes. Uh, having listened to the majority of your back catalog, I've noticed a reoccurring theme. When Elliot recaps movies, he often stops and asks, should I give, the wa- give away the ending? <laughs> this question is usually followed by a millisecond long pause before inevitably revealing the climax. At first, I thought maybe he felt a little remorse about spoiling these movies. But then I realized he secretly loves it. When he first guested on the podcast, he was somewhat timid and reserved. Over time, his recapping progressed from quietly confident to maniacally irresponsible. (laughs) It has been fascinating and tragic to listen to Elliot's decline into madness, and I eagerly await the episode one day when he will finally embrace his destiny as supervillain, the Ruiner. This is Not even just the contest Ruiner, the Ruiner.
2: (laughs) Now, would your head get really bulbous, you think? It would have to be. That would ruin my hair.
0: The Ruiner of things. Uh Actually, I'm going to skip ahead to the PS. What are you not going to read the rest of the letter? Um. Since you're too modest to do really it yourself, I'd like to remind anybody who enjoys the show to donate so we can help keep the lights on and the reggae tone out.
1: Yeah. Thank you very uh, much for that, hey, Travis. Hey, thanks. Remember to uh to yeah listen to Travis and donate so that Dan can afford to do this. And well, that I mean now I can. I used to not be able to. Shh, we're gonna get some money out of this. Okay. And. Uh, remember to uh, take a look at the Flophouse wiki also and help them update and fill out that because there's a lot of episodes that still yeah. need our stupid movie pitches described in mm-hmm. text
2: yep we Elliot need, uh, needs to be reminded of all of his great ideas yeah because there's already a lot I totally had forgotten about million
1: dollar getaway until <laughs> the entry for it showed up on the Flophouse wiki and now I remember how good it was yeah and my offer to Hollywood still stands
0: $700,000 for that idea <laughs> Very reasonable. <laughs> it's a very reasonable price.
2: Yeah, for a, for a blockbuster.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and this last letter is titled Origin Stories of Friendship. Oh, from weird. Matt, first name withheld, Siegel. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. But you told us the uh, first yeah, wait, name. Yeah. Oh, God, I fucked it up, guys. Uh, Don't on... worry, we'll fix it in post. Yeah. So uh, he says, I was wondering if you guys had ever talked about how you all met. Well, I mean, we've talked about it with, each other, with each
2: other.
1: but uh, Yeah, this, we've told, like I told my wife the other day, was like, how do you know Dan and Stuart again?
0: Uh-huh. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> why have they been in my apartment? What? Why do I know them? Uh, I think I remember Dan saying that he and Stuart went to the same college, but I've only ever heard yep. Elliot referred to as a friend, with no indication of whether you guys have been friends since time immemorial, A la the Muppet Babies. Or just recently (laughs) met. Nanny did raise all of us. (laughs) Or some... You'd be gonzo. Or some situation in between. Maybe I missed an episode where you explained it, but if not, I'm always interested in hearing about origin stories. Plus, it would be really helpful to have an episode to cite when writing the flopper history page on the wiki. Also, I want to know how to make friends, so any insight there would be great. You well, you came to the wrong place. It's
1: true that you and Stuart w- both went to FU, where you majored in boobs. <laughs>
0: yep. Uh, and what? Well, where did you guys meet again? Uh, we, uh, well, we both went to Harlem College, but we weren't... Uh, I don't know that we knew each other during that time, actually. Yeah,
2: we, we actually both did uh, competing comic strips for the local school newspaper, um, um, but I we did a local school <laughs> <laughs> <Because laughs> newspaper. It's the national school newspaper <laughs> yeah. for Earlham College. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, no, but. You know, Dan was into theater stuff. and uh, you, I You were into I, being cool. Yeah,
0: I was Yeah, I was a cool guy. See, I
2: imagined you guys as roommates, Dan being the nerdy brain,
0: well, and Stuart being the party-hard party, hard party my roommate oh, That was his other roommate. My roommate, Bill Hickey, who was a party-hardy uh, gentleman, uh, was very good friends with Stuart. And I feel like, yeah. in, in a large way, that's kind of the link. Is We uh, were both friends with Bill, and then yeah. once uh, we were both living in New York. R- radio host Bill Hickey. We, yeah, of the river. In Boston. But uh, we became better uh, You don't better listen friends. to the radio?
2: I don't listen to Boston
1: radio. Okay.
0: Now, Elliot. Uh,
1: now, my origin story is I was bitten by a radioactive know-it-all. Okay. <laughs> uh, and given the power to talk too much. But uh, Dan and I met through uh, the comedy theater that was being run by our mutual friend, Eric Marseczak. Uh There used to be a, a comedy theater in the city that he ran... First called Above Kleptomania. First yeah. it was called Above Kleptomania.
0: And it was above a sex store. It
1: was yeah. above Show World. It was in Show World, which no longer exists in New York. It's now the Laugh Factory. Uh, but Playland, I think it's called, which is right next to Show World, still exists. Mm. So if you want to know what, where we were performing comedy, just walk in there, and you'll see that it's—at uh, the time, I think it was $0.25 cents for a minute of video— yeah. Uh, and... That's a pretty good price. They had, like... The upstairs was decorated with, like, ceramic Plus clowns. Thing, like, it was very weird. But we were literally... It was a circus-themed We were club.
0: literally up performing upstairs in a, a sex shop and a place that had, like, viewing booths, like, live sex... And, uh... Well, not, like, live sex show, but, like, like I think that there were strippers, strippers in there. Strippers, not live sex shows. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't Tijuana. No, I know. Come on. But uh, but you would go upstairs, and the, the stage they were performing on was clearly a stage that used to be used for stripping.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of mirrors all over the, all over the stage, and no pole, but you could tell there probably was a pole there at some point. And when we were doing yep. comedy
0: shows, like you you could see that every once in a while men would come upstairs, like thinking that there was going to be some sort of sex thing upstairs. And they'd and... sit in there and watch for a couple minutes, and then get up
1: and leave. Yeah. And uh, but you mean we'd... they
2: weren't satisfied by your comedy? Guys? No, not
1: by our avant-garde sketch comedy that we were doing at the I time. I mean, if you have a boner, comedy doesn't really do much about that, unless it's <laughs> <a> sexy comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but we didn't really meet when we were we didn't get to know each other that that much when it was at Show World no. later Eric had a a different theater space that was a basement theater underneath what's now the Gene Frankel and at the time was the Gene Frankel Theater which still exists and he ran a space called Juvie Hall down there and we all performed there mm-hmm. and I remember very, very well various shows I remember very well the first conversation I can really remember having with Dan was when we were helping Eric paint the entire theater and lobby space black with like rollers, just like painting the ceilings, floors, walls, everything with black paint. So, yeah, that was that's the that would be like five minutes into the movie of the, the flophouse. No, actually, the flophouse story the first five minutes would be Dan and Stuart at college partying. Then the next, mm. then you'd have about 10 minutes of them in New montages. York. Then I'd come in 15 mm-hmm. minutes in with the painting scene. And then, and by then the, later
0: on, I'd be writing for your uh, stage show. Which, oh, yeah, uh, that's right.
1: Dan was a writer for my stage show that I used to do, uh, the new Kalen show. And I, saw, replaced, I saw you down. Which in, replaced uh, the Midnight Kalen. I
2: saw a couple of those.
1: Yeah, I used to do a show called the Midnight Kalen, uh, and then it moved into... Uh, Primetime. Primetime became the Primetime Kalen, and then the new Kalen show.
2: I saw
0: I saw when you were Really banking Gold off Kaelin. of the name recognition <laughs> that you would fostered.
1: Well, my, my ego at the time was very big, <laughs> and uh, that was the show at first where my only my only promise to Eric was, I I prom- I hope I promise I will do the show if I never have to prepare material ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But then w- when it became the new Kalen show, we wrote for it, and Dan had a segment that I insisted he call the real McCoy, even though he hated that.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, Memories.
1: Oh, but I was going to say, in the Flophouse movie, by the 30-minute mark, Stuart's uh, video game has been swapped out with one that has a chip that the Soviets are after. Okay. And so, of course, spies are chasing us, and we have to go to Europe and so forth. Like we did in real life. Exactly, yeah.
2: And then uh, Dabney Coleman
1: shows up and saves the day. <laughs> well, he tries to save the day, and we save him.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh. So guys, It'll um, be like a
2: father figure, though, right? But like a mean father figure. Oh, okay.
0: At this point, we should really plug our live show. That's, that's for sure. Up.
2: Let's
1: skip the regular recommendations. So and now that the you're all show. bored
2: about our history,
0: yeah, let's talk Come about see our future. Show. We're doing you another may have, show. You
1: may have noticed on the website that we've got another live screening coming up. Our last one, where we watched the movie Twin Sitters, was an unqualified success. Yeah. Total <laughs> success. Everybody loved it. Almost sold out. Almost. Let's just say sold out. But yeah, sure. Why not? We'll lie to you. Mar- sold out. Margin of error, it was sold out. Uh, and we've got another screening coming up <laughs> January 20th at 8 p.m. Yeah. At yeah. 92 Y Tribeca in Manhattan, New York City, America, Earth, Milky Way Galaxy. Uh, and we're going to be showing the movie 12 Rounds, starring John Cena, and we just watched it again Sunday, the two days before this, to to uh, confirm it was as stupid as we remembered. And it was even stupider. It is a really ridiculously silly movie, and we're going to be providing live commentary, Mm -hmm. and there's going to be some presentation, informational presentations, by Matt Carman and Ksenia Yerosh of
0: I Love Bad Movies, who are producing the show. Yeah, our... uh... I like to think of them as our uh, sister publication. They do a zine mm-hmm. about bad movies. Called then, I Love Bad Movies. And then movies. we'll
2: do some kind of intermission, maybe a raffle. Who knows? Well, I don't know uh, why the I don't know I'll pull out, I'll a pull raffle. I'll pull out a t-shirt cannon. At the sure. last
1: screening, we did interview our wives to find out how yeah. they were enjoying the movie. We're not going to be doing that this yeah, time. At this
0: screening, our wives are very happy to know that they're not. <laughs> their presence is not required. Yeah, my wife has asked me several times, <laughs> I don't have to be at this thing, right? I mean, you know, they may show up, they may not, but. My uh... wife won't.
1: If <laughs> so you're hoping to catch a glimpse of her, no, she's as elusive as Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but January 20th. Far
2: more beautiful. Yes.
1: Thank you, Stuart. <laughs> it's implied. Uh, January 20th. Danielle, did
0: you, did you hear in the latest podcast? <laughs> Elliot compared you to Sasquatch. She doesn't listen to this.
1: <laughs> January 20th, uh, 92i Tribeca. And it's on their website, 92iTribeca.org. So you can buy tickets now. Yeah, um, wait, so do I go now.
2: on the while I'm listening to this podcast on
1: mm-hmm, my podcast you could, mm, machine. You
0: can type inter- internet into your computer.
1: <sighs> type internet flop house Stuart, and <laughs> okay. you'll have already purchased a ticket.
0: <laughs> it's that easy. Uh, January
1: 20th, 12 rounds.
0: Yeah, links. I mean, if we're talking too quickly, uh, as Elliot is wont to do, uh, but links, if, I, if you think I'm talking too quickly, just get faster ears, man. <laughs> links to all of this will be. Uh, I'm not up slowing on the website. down, I'm limitless www.flophousepodcast.com. Limitless.
2: <laughs> so we. What else? Don't 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 you have another screening coming up or something?
1: Oh, I do. Well, my regular monthly screening series uh, is also at 92 I Tribeca, and our first one of 2012 will be on January 4th at 7:30 p.m. a so Wednesday, we're showing The Beguiled with Clint Eastwood and uh, Stuart, a
2: Stuart Wellington recommendation from mm-hmm. a few years back. Stuart
1: Wellington put his personal stamp of approval. Which I think is in the shape of a penis on this movie. Uh, it's really good with clean. Did you sweat. ever get that
0: ink off of your penis? By the way, no, Jerry? I did not.
1: <laughs> so shame. that's two screenings you should go to next month: the Beguiled, January fourth, for a good movie. You shouldn't
2: have used red ink; it scares the shit out of my wife.
0: But even more importantly, January twentieth, twelve
1: rounds with the Flophouse crew. Yep, which is us.
0: And now uh, all that's left is to wish you floppy holidays. <laughs> From, sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> From the flop house. God rest she married You j- Guys, why aren't you singing? Cut it. Yeah,
2: no. This is going to get edited
0: out, right? I assume
1: so. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Happy right. flop. what is it? Maybe if I holidays? just say um or cough
2: a bunch, we'll have to
0: edit them out. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> hasn't hasn't happened before.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, well. So floppy holidays and a floppy New Year. Yeah.
0: Um, not sh- not sure when we will be with you again next And maybe a little later Because of because the holidays May not Who knows, Who knows? knows the, what the mi- It's a question mark The mystery of life Who knows what the new year will bring For all of us <laughs> Right guys You're getting really weird We shouldn't do
2: this in the afternoon anymore It <laughs> yeah. should only be at and night We
1: gotta do it at night When Dan's too tired to be weird <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright well For the Flophouse I've been Dan McCoy I've been Stuart Wellington And I will continue to be Elliot Kalen. See you guys later <laughs> It's
1: creepy. <laughs> well, that's Marvelous that's you're, you're basing him just on how people play with him in Marvel vs. Capcom. Speaking I mean, it's side guy. That's yeah.
2: what I
0: say about Magneto. He'd Pick a fucking side. Stop spam. Side stop
2: stop spam spamming your projectile attack.